It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Washington Football with your host of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast, David Erickson and Chris Russell. Welcome to today's episode. Find Chris outside the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast over at the Team 983 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. You can also find that on the Radio.com app and find Chris at Washington Football on SI.com. Find me four days a week at the Locked On Buccaneers podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Also at BucksNation.com, a part of SB Nation. On Twitter, you can find Chris at WrestleMania621. You can find me at DHarrison82. And you can find the show at Pod. Again, welcome to our returning listeners. Welcome to all of our new listeners. If you haven't already, you know the drill by now, but go ahead, click the subscribe button, leave a rating, leave a review. We appreciate you. We appreciate your feedback. And it'll help other fans of the team find, find us just like you did. And we've got big news. We've got quarterback news. You guys are used to that leading off <laughs> these episodes. But this quarterback news, Chris, isn't actually specific to Washington, but it is definitely very closely connected to the Washington football team franchise. Yeah, no doubt about it. So on Monday evening, we found out that Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys reached agreement on a four-year, $160 million contract. Now, it's actually a six-year deal with a couple of voidable years down to four. Uh, the numbers are absolutely absurd, David, as we were talking before uh, starting our recording here. $126 million in total guarantees, um, $66 million in terms of signing bonus, $75 million due in year one. The first three years of the deal averaged $42 million uh, per year. Apparently, they are still going to use the franchise tag on Tuesday on him as a procedural matter, which is, I don't quite get that because his cap number from the best I can figure out is going to be at least 23 or 24 million in year one between his base salary and the salary proration. And the franchise tag is 37 million. So, you know, like, yes, they don't have to be under, under the salary cap until the, the league year starts, which is another week or so away. But it just seems like if you have this agreement, you wouldn't have to necessarily have the franchise tag in play. But for whatever reason, that's going to be uh, the case based on all the reportings. I would ask you this. Um, obviously, this is a great deal for Dak. There's mm-hmm. no questions asked about that. Is this a good deal for the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, I mean, personally, no, I don't think so. I don't think Dak, Dak Prescott is worth uh, the 40, 40 plus million dollars per year that he was asking for last year and that he's obviously getting in this deal. Uh, it's it's really, you know, it's no offense to Dak. It's just there's there's a lot that goes into being a generational talent and being the kind of quarterback that can kind of elevate the team around him. And I just don't, I don't see that in Dak Prescott. I look at the offensive line that he's had. I look at the running back he's had, some of the receivers he had. And I, I wouldn't necessarily say he's had the best of all of those in every single season, but he's had kind of the best in one of those in just about every season that he's been a pro. Um, I'm a big fan of Dak, Pre- Dak Prescott as a, as a quarterback. I just don't think he is the best quarterback in the National Football League. I don't think he's that kind of a guy. And when you look at this, 
uh, I mean, $42 million per year, if, if he hits for $42 million uh, in this year, and I know that's just kind of the average, but if he hits for right around that amount and the salary cap comes in at $200 million this year, which it may not even hit $200 million this year, as of this recording, we don't know what it's going to be, but let's say just for argument's sake, it is $200 million and he does average that 40 to $42 million. That's, that's 20 or north of 20% of the Dallas Cowboys salary cap. They've got an offensive line that's got some something to be desired on. They've got a good receiving crew. Ezekiel Elliott is under contract. They don't have a very good defense, uh, you know, by and large, to, to go and compete and make a run. And, I mean, when, when you have one player eating up that much of your salary cap, I, it's just it's hard to build in a, in a whole team. So if you're going to pay a guy that much, it's really got to be a guy that elevates your entire team for you, takes a B player, turns him into a B-plus or an A-minus, and I just don't think Dak does that. Yeah, this is an offense that, you know, if they can get anything out of that highly paid offensive line, and Zach Martin was banged up all year, uh, Tyron Smith was banged up, uh, you, you know, I, I think one of their uh, their set, starting center is a free agent, if memory serves me correct. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's questions about Lyle Collins and so on and so forth. If they can get anything out of their offensive line, this is an offense that should probably score 30 points a game or, or, or 28 points a game or somewhere in that range with C.D. Lamb and Blake Jarwin and uh, Prescott and Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott and so on and so forth. But like you said, you know, there are two other phases of the football team, defense and special teams that they're not going to have a lot of resources for. They already had a bad defense. Is it going to cost them Alden Smith? Is it going to cost them, you know, possibly bringing back Sean Lee? Is it going to cost them, you know, bringing in uh, or bringing back um, uh, Chidubia, uh, what, what is his name? Awuzie. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, whatever his name is. You know, is it going to cost them all of those guys? And nope. then are they going to have to completely rebuild with the draft? Because that's the only way that they're going to largely be able to sign defensive players because you have a lot of money committed to Demarcus Lawrence uh, as well. So it's really interesting. I mean, listen. Nobody knows exactly how Dak is going to play coming mm. off of the compound fracture. I mean, they say he's ahead of schedule. They say he's fine. Obviously, he didn't have anywhere near the same complications that Alex Smith had, which great. Congratulations. But we don't know. That's his plant foot, right? That's his yep. back foot yep. in his drop. We don't know if he's going to have the same mobility on a football field, if he's going to have a little deer in the headlights type. We just don't know. So to me, I understand why the Cowboys needed to do this, but I just hate that. Well, from a Washington football perspective, I think it's a a good thing. I just hate (laughs) that the NFL is becoming, you know, this, we're going to pay all the resources to the quarterback and everyone else is going to have to get the morsels of the crumbs left on the counter. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if there's a direct connection. I'm going to go off on a little bit of a leg. I'm not going to go on too long of it, but I'm going to go off on a little bit of leg. I think, the NBA has a lot of influence in this. I think the players in the NFL are seeing what the players in the NBA have as far as control and money and all that stuff. And you do, you see role players in the, in the, in the national basketball association getting paid really good money. But the problem is you've got a salary cap in the NBA. That's only divvied up between 11, 12, 14 players at the most. And a lot of that is very top heavy money. And you've got situations here where, you know, you've got luxury taxes and then be like, the, the NBA doesn't have a hard cap the way that the NFL does. And, and so the two businesses don't operate the same than the NFL. You're not, you're paying, you know, north of 50 guys, 60 guys sometimes in a season, depending on injuries and replacements and all that. I mean, that money is going places. Uh, so it's just, and, and it's much more of a harder, like you can't pay three guys in the NFL and win a Super Bowl. You just, you can't do it. You've got to be able to pay multiple guys. Like you said, the defensive side of the ball. 
I, I just I just wonder if we're not rolling into, I mean, fast forward to 2024, and we've essentially got a situation where Dak Prescott is now telling the Dallas Cowboys, you either need to fix this team or trade me, a la Russell Wilson. But in reality, they're handcuffed in fixing this team because of what they're paying him and some other stars, not just Dak. So, I mean, you can't compare the two leagues and you can't demand the same amount of, I don't want to call it power, but, you know, fiscal power, financial power over a team. Uh, really my biggest thing is if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you're kicking yourself because this dude wanted 40 million a year last year. You didn't give it to him. Now you're giving it to him here, 42 million per year on average. And you're a year later, a year older. And now you're coming off the injury. I mean, if this was a second year of a $40 million deal, it looks a lot better than it being the first year of a $40 million deal. So it, it it's Dallas Cowboys. You can't make anything easy. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt about it, David. There's nothing easy for America's team. And I just don't know how easy it's going to be for Dak Prescott on the field. And like yeah. you said, for the Cowboys, not only two or three years from now when Dak might get frustrated with the lack of weapons around him, but also for 2021. Yeah, absolutely. So Washington football fans, you know that you've got Dak Prescott with a star in his helmet for at least the next three or four years, we'll see what happens after that. And that takes, of course, one big prop bet off the board over at betonline.ag. But there's still plenty. So if you want to get in on sports action, you can still go to the place that is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all those prop bets. If you don't want the prop bets, you've got NBA action, college basketball, NHL, Major League Baseball is getting underway. Betonline.ag even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Guys, some of the prop bets at betonline.ag are just out of out of out of this world. It's it's very entertaining just to read the prop bets sometimes. Even if you don't put any money on them, just going through and reading them sometimes is very very entertaining. And to do so, all you gotta do is head to their website, use your computer or your mobile dice, mobile device, sign up for a free account today, and if you make a, a deposit, use the promo code locked on. You'll get a fifty percent welcome bonus with that first deposit. Again, that's promo code locked on at betonline.ag to get a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us here on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. Don't you know, betting on the NFL or Washington football doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee's lock of the day. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. So again, this is uh, the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. David Harrison, you can follow him at dharrison82, at dharrison82 uh, on Twitter as well. Read him, bucksnation.com, part of SB Nation, uh, co-host of the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm Chris Russell at WrestleMania621. Again, listen to me on the Team 9-8 of the Washington Football flagship station from 3 to 7 with Pete Medhurst, Monday through Friday in WashingtonFootball on SI.com. So we brought you part one of our conversation with long 
longtime uh, 10-year NFL tight end Logan Paulson on the last edition of LOWFT. We talked extensively about quarterbacks on this portion uh, of the podcast and of the Logan Paulson sit-down. Uh, David and I discussed Alex Smith's departure and also a video that Logan did on breaking down Levante David of the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and whether he would be a good fit in Washington. Joined by longtime NFL veteran Logan Paulson, tight end, uh, played with the Washington football team, then the Redskins, uh, of course, the Atlanta Falcons, San Francisco 49ers, Chicago Bears, uh, and finished up with Houston, yep. right? Um so that that covers it, right? Did I, I did I forget I mean, anybody? I have a hard time remembering too. So I think you got it. <laughs> have bag will travel. Uh, you can follow Logan. He does great video work and breakdowns uh, for you guys. Uh, you know, for NFL fans and for Washington football fans on his Instagram, uh, Logan underscore Paulson eighty two. Logan underscore Paulson eighty two. It's tremendous. You should be following him. He's great. Um, so one more question, at least for now, on the quarterbacks. Um, Alex obviously gets officially released. I, I don't think that surprises anybody. Would you have been – let me ask it like this. Would you have been surprised, Logan, based on what you saw and and and, um, and how things finished up here, even though they ultimately won the division? Would you have been surprised if Alex returned, or was this pretty much what you expected all along? Yeah, I would have been surprised if Alex had returned. I think, and that's not necessarily an indictment of how he played or what was going on with him during the season. I think it's just it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense from a from a future of this or of the organization standpoint. Like he's not he's he's a fine stopgap player, and if you're paying him. You know, seven and a half million a year, that's a different conversation, but you're paying him in the 20s to, to be a guy who's probably going to miss some games this year, who's not the player that he was, who, quite frankly, like, is never going to be that guy, in my opinion, who's going to take you to the promised land. It just seemed like a big price tag. And like, like we've talked about before, like, uh, you know, tremendous year, tremendous comeback, but physically he some of those things that made him special at the position aren't there anymore and again you're kind of negotiating and navigating that from here until he decides to retire and I don't think that's um that that was that that was the right fit for this team and I hope he finds a good spot for himself and I you know I think he can still play some football and be a backup somewhere but I just don't think this was the right fit for him yeah and Logan so while while one veteran is moving forward there's another veteran or many veterans out there that are potentially looking for new homes this offseason and one of those you talked about on your Instagram account and you did uh, a tape a tape research and some analysis on Levante David uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebacker who depending on which report you believe either is is surely staying in Tampa or may be hitting the free agent market um, he's played in a 4-3 uh, prior to the arrival of Todd Bowles in Tampa. He's played in a 3-4 as, as recently as this year, winning a Super Bowl in that inside linebacker role. Um, for those who haven't seen that, and obviously we want everybody to go there and see the entire thing uh, that you put together, but for those who haven't seen it, kind of what are your general thoughts on Levante and his fit in Washington and, and what the defense does here if he does decide to hit the open market? Right, and like you mentioned, it's a little bit of a different defense, but he has played in a four-down structure before. And I think one of the things that Todd Bowles did a good job of with him in Tampa Bay is making sure he was covered up, mm -hmm. him and uh, Devin White. And that's why those guys can make all these kind of sideline-to-sideline -side splash plays because those interior three guys for Tampa Bay did such an excellent job. But I think the main takeaway is like, you know, I kind of said, oh, I'm going to evaluate, you know, the linebacker position in free agency and just see what's going on. And when I turn on the tape, I was just kind of, 
I was I was flabbergasted because it was not what I was expecting to see at linebacker. Like when I first came in the league in 2010, like you had to be 250 pounds and you had to be able to knock a fullback's teeth in. And now no one uses a fullback. The skill set, the requirements for the position are drastically different. And I think Levante David, to be quite frank, embodies that transition really nicely. Not only is he, and that's not to say he's like a powder puff or anything like that, because he's a big physical guy. Right. He, but he he excels and what makes him elite at the position, what makes him the number one free agent linebacker is because of his ability to cover, identify past concepts, and just run like a freaking deer. You know, like I had the privilege of playing with Debo, um, I call him Debo, um, the linebacker for Atlanta, number 45, he only weighs 205 pounds. And everyone thinks you need to have these big, hulking, 250-pound linebackers. No longer is that size thing prohibitive to the position. Yeah. Like, you have to be able to run. You have to be able to cover tight ends. You have to be able to match up with Travis Kelsey, Gronk, Darren Waller, all of these elite players now inside. You might have to match up on a slot-wide receiver. Like, that's the way the NFL is going, and that's what Levante David does exceptionally well. In addition, when he's covered up, he makes tremendous splash plays in the run game, which we talked about on the Instagram also. So, to me, that's that's kind of what everyone should be looking for. That's what everyone should be hunting for, and that's why he has such tremendous value. I personally think it's going to be really hard to prime out of Tampa Bay because I think they understand – they have to understand what he does for that defense. Like just if you look at statistically, like what with what Devin White does there, like they blitz him like 50% of the time. They obviously don't they don't feel comfortable with him covering. And that's because they have Levante there. So I think they're gonna really fight hard. I I I picked him because I think he's the best at the position that's available right now. I don't think he that I don't think that means he's gonna be available for the Washington football team, if if that makes sense. Yep, absolutely. All right, once again, that is part two of a three-part series with our buddy Logan Paulson. We send a special shout-out to him because he is good to us, and he listens to the Locked On Washington football team podcast on a regular basis, so we appreciate his time and expertise. And speaking of expertise, David, you know you can be your own expert when you are looking for something for your car or truck foreign or domestic, new or old, when you go to one place. That's right. You don't have to go to the big auto parts superstores. Nope. You can be your own expert at rockauto.com. And it's easy to do, easy to navigate, and you could do it from your couch, your living room, your kitchen table, heck, even your bed. I wouldn't do it in the shower, but that's about the only place that I wouldn't go to rockauto.com because when you go to rockauto.com, you're going to get every part that you could possibly imagine. Again, vanity, major uh, part, whatever you need, and a fuel pump, water pump, whatever you need for your car, they are going to get it. Their prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. They're not going to overcharge you because they don't know who you are. No, rockauto.com, family business. Again, get at them at rockauto.com, and when you go there, uh, make sure you tell them that Locked On sent you in there. How did you hear about us box? Uh, so again, they know you are a fan of LOWFT and rockauto.com. Again, amazing selection, reliably low prices, rockauto.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NFL games are over, but the work is just beginning. Join Trevor Sikma and Benjamin Solak of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast every Tuesday as they start their Team Takeover Tuesday offseason series. Each week, they pick a new team, take a deep dive into potential front office and head coach signings, roster reviews, free agent strategies, and go through a team-centric mock draft. That's every Tuesday over at Locked On NFL Draft. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Wrapping up this Tuesday episode here at the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast, David Harrison and Chris Russell. And Chris, free agent focus is going to be a good one today because we already know that there are plenty of Washington football team fans that want to see Mr. Corey Davis wearing burgundy and gold in 2021. Yeah, so this is a really interesting one for me, and I'm not sure how you feel about it, but Here's a guy who was largely a disappointment early in his career form, a number five overall pick, but really had a bust out season this year with a veteran quarterback in, uh, in, in Ryan Tannehill and a great running game, obviously, uh, and some help on the other side uh, for the Tennessee Titans. But he also, in some ways, helped cost Marcus Mariota and others their job or their position in Tennessee because he didn't deliver early in his career. Um, David, he's just over 26 years old. We know they're looking for a veteran receiver. What's unknown is, are they looking for a number, a true number one guy that is better than Terry McLaurin? Are they looking for a complimentary piece to Terry McLaurin, like a co one? Are they looking for a number two? Because I think I could be wrong. I think Corey Davis, you know, probably more fits in the maybe one a if he has a year like last year, but really, and probably and likely a number two, is that how you see him? And do you see a good fit here? Yeah. I mean, Corey, you know, uh, he, he hasn't overall, he hasn't reached the potential that everybody thought he was going to reach when he came out of, out of college. And, and that includes me as well. I, I expected a lot of good things out of Corey Davis, um, I was very excited to see him enter the NFL, and it's just it's just been one struggle after another. And there's there's multiple reasons you could possibly say that. Some people say it's it's a quarterback fit. Some people say it's a scheme fit, and and whatever whatever it is. What what I like about Corey Davis is that I haven't heard is that it's a work ethic problem. You know what I mean? And that's really at the end of the day, if you've got a young guy with talent that's coming in giving you 100, percent then you can work with him. You know, and you can teach him skills in your scheme if you need to, as long as that confidence in there and that workability is there. And with Corey. I mean, you know, there, there's always going to be things we don't know, but right now we're, there's nothing that says that there's no alarms going off around Corey Davis that says he's not going to be that guy. Now, as far as whether or not he's a one or a two, he's a two. Like to me, he's a two all day. I don't even have a question that he's a 1A or a one or uh, you know a light one in, in the right system. To me, Corey Davis is a two until he shows otherwise. And I know he had a really good year in 2020. Tennessee Titans are probably kicking themselves for not picking up the fifth-year option, but go back to the time to make that decision. And I think they made the right decision when, you know, with the evidence they had in front of them. And and that's just kind of how it works. Sometimes Corey, he maybe took that as motivation and took that and kind of stepped his game up a notch. And, you know, if if that's the case then kudos to him, hopefully he can continue that if he gets paid or when he gets paid in in the off season. Uh, But really I think a change of scenery is good for him. I think coming to a place where he feels wanted, that's, I think that's kind of an underrated thing. And a lot of people don't want to give credit for that kind of thing. They want to say strap on the pads, go out there, you know, and do your job. But be, knowing that you're wanted in an organization in a franchise is is, is important for everybody. I think sixteen point two five million dollars a year is what he's projected to get. And I look at Chris Godwin's value and Spot Track has him at seventeen point one million dollars per year. I would not be wanting to come within a million dollars range of Chris Godwin money for Corey Davis right now. Mm-hmm. I'd be looking more 
I probably would max out honestly about the 12, $13 million range. And, and some people might say that's like $4 million, $5 million. What's the big deal? Well, that's a veteran defensive lineman that can help your, your defense or in Washington's case, that's a veteran off ball linebacker that could help your defensive depth. It's not going to be a superstar, not a Levante David, but a depth piece that in week 13, 14, or in the wild card round, when a lot of people are banged up, you got that guy to come in and he's got the experience and the, and the steady hand, you're going to be appreciative that you've have him on your roster. So to me, to me, that can be a big deal. Uh, if Washington were to sign Corey, I like Corey a lot. I would not be upset about it. I just want to get that clear. But I think if you if you sign Corey Davis, where you're looking at a situation where you have two number twos, and you're hoping that one of them breaks that ceiling, breaks that seal, and becomes a number one, whoever that's going to be, whether it's going to be Scary Terry, whether it's going to be Corey, one of you go out there and become a number one for us, and then we'll have our one, we'll have our two, and then you still probably draft a guy to bring in as probably starting off as your fourth, but maybe moves up into third, and, and depending, or it, it moves the other players on the roster and, and motivates them. You know what I mean? So. Um, I still like the signing, the idea of signing him. Just my number is a, a bit lower than what the projections say. I think we have another, uh, and that's a really good analysis and breakdown. And I agree largely with everything you said. Uh, I think we have uh, another minute or so here uh, on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast to wrap this up. One of the features that I wrote for SI.com uh, last week was called Here or Elsewhere and Who Are the Keepers? And we went through the offense. We went through the defense last week. We never got to the special teams. And ironically, this team has two specialists that are unrestricted free agents. Veteran Nick Sundberg is a long snapper. Uh, to me, there's not much question here that they should uh, bring Nick Sundberg back. Are you uh, opposed to doing anything like that real quickly? Because I think we need to spend more time on Dustin Hopkins. No, I agree with you. And everything you wrote uh, over at Washington Football for SI.com. I agree with everything you wrote, and everything you wrote is the exact reason why he should be back. Okay, uh, and I appreciate that. And now let's get into Dustin Hopkins. Mm -hmm. it wasn't a good year for him last year in any measurable way. He did have some big kicks. Nobody's denying that, especially in Pittsburgh late. That being said, at what, 30, 31, whatever he is, mm -hmm. uh, in a depressed you know, salary cap, even though this team has room, do you go hard for Dustin Hopkins? No, and, and I don't think the NFL will either. And, uh, you know, it, it used to be a thought process that there, there was no quicker hook in the NFL than for a veteran quarterback. And honestly, I think there's no quicker hook in the NFL right now than for a kicker. Um, kicking, it, it might be the, the single hardest job to hold in the National Football League. And, and if anybody out there is freaking out about me saying that the kicking job is hard, for one, look, I can't make a, a field goal from 20 yeah. yards myself, so I'm not going to criticize the gig. But I understand, you know, when you compare it to like a defensive lineman, something like that, it's not considered to be one of the more difficult, quote unquote, uh, positions in the National Football League or in the game of football in general. But what I mean is to hold the job. And I'll give you an example from the Buccaneers themselves. Uh, young kicker Matt Gay, rookie last year, has a, a cannon for a leg. He had he we we kind of all knew that he was going to have some accuracy issues, especially from like forty to fifty from the right hash. And but this is a guy with a franchise that has a long history of bad kickers. You know, you go back to the Roberto Aguayos and, and all that stuff. Um, Matt Gay had such a great training camp in the before the twenty twenty or twenty nineteen season rather that. There were literally as many fans getting his autograph after training camp practices as Mike Evans and Jameis Winston. Think wow. about that for a second, right? That's how how excited the Buccaneers fan base was to see a kicker that could make a kick from 50-plus. Matt Gay came out had a relatively decent season as a rookie kicker in the National Football League. 
did miss a potential game-winning kick against the New York Giants, had a really bad game against the Atlanta Falcons. That kind of probably sealed his deal. Second year, a year after being swarmed, like he's one of the newest members of the Beatles at training camp, he's gone. Not even, not even on the roster anymore. He ends up, I think, with the Rams for a little while. He kind of bounced around a little bit. I mean, he's, in, but that just kind of shows you right there. I mean, usually rookies, you get at least a little bit of wiggle room. But in the right. kicking game, you don't. And Dustin Hopkins is not a rookie. Dustin Hopkins has been around for a minute. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Washington go. You know, I, if I'm Washington, I'm probably bringing in an undrafted kicker, a young and hungry guy. I'm probably looking for like a mid 20s guy that's been on a couple teams, and I'm probably looking for a veteran, but I'm not looking for the veteran that I just watched miss all these kicks that he missed for us already because I, you've already shown me what you're going to be for this team. I'm going to believe you. All right. That is, uh, we're going to have to leave the conversation there. Uh, that's going to be a really interesting one to watch. But, I, you know, maybe like you said, kind of the, uh, the market not being probably great for him, maybe that actually helps Washington retain him, and then they still bring in some competition. Remember, they had Kari Vedvik on the practice squad mm-hmm. who can kick and punt and recently let him go. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, rockauto.com and betonline.ag. As well, thanks to Logan Paulson for joining us. Part three of that conversation coming up on the next episode. As well, we will have uh, some more uh, goodies coming for you later on in the week. I promise uh, we will get that done for you. For David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us. Don't forget to subscribe, sign up, share, download, do all of that. Spread the word. We love you, and we appreciate you coming back right here on the Locked on Washington Football Team Podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.